Welcome to Breaking Through Business, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Shiver, and today it is my pleasure to have the Honorable Steve Denny joining us. Um, Steve is one of my favorite people, um, known him for quite a few years now, and uh, got to know him because he started a business called Innovative Business Advisors back in 2018 and was helping business owners through some M&A activities, helping them buy and sell businesses. Um, And through a project I was working on, we got connected and uh, got to know him and have gotten to work with him on a couple of deals. And um, he's really specialized in working with private companies in that lower middle market, kind of in the one to about $50 million range, which is also very similar to the clientele that I serve. And as we were talking, we really started thinking about, you know, what are areas that business owners are struggling? And we decided that uh, a lot of owners don't really know how they can go about retiring from their business. So thought that would be a great topic for us to chat about today. And so, Steve, welcome. Tell us what your thoughts are. Why are people getting stuck about retiring from their business? Well, they've never done it before and they don't know how to do it. So, you know, the, as as you well know, the story of business owners is they're, they're technical experts in their field. They're, they literally are really an expert in whatever field they're in. But their weakness is they don't really know general business um, methodology and process as mm-hmm. as you have uh, <laughs> have seen firsthand with our company as you taught us yeah. some process and so forth and um, they always dream of exiting having this nice retirement that the business will provide for them but they don't know how to do it so so how do you help them out how do you get them started well we help them out first off by helping them understand what the value of their company is uh, Nine out of 10 business owners that come to us have a number in their head that they think their company's worth. Mm. But once we sit down with them and we show them how business value is really calculated, um, most of the time, and I would say probably 95% of that time, that number is significantly different than they thought it was. Are you usually the good guy or the bad guy in that scenario? <laughs> usually the good guy. You know, it's it's interesting. We kept track of this for a few years and we're pretty diligent about it. And most people think that sellers overvalue their business. But in, actu- in our experience, sellers actually undervalue their business. Really? So, uh, yeah, it was about, uh, about 60% of uh, when we were keeping track of it kind of okay. undervalued their business. Yeah. That's good to know. Good to yeah. know. So, um, you know, the the idea of retiring, like you mm-hmm. said, it, it feels like a pipe dream, right? Um, so, you know, you're supposed to, but I think there's a lot of technical things that have to happen, right? Um, just process things. And there's a lot of emotional things. And so how does Innovative go about helping with both sides of that equation? Well, the emotional side is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. The technical side is the easiest part. Um, and most business owners are not ready to exit uh, or retire from their business. They they are emotionally ready, <laughs> but they haven't put their business in the shape where they can where they can do that really well. So we help them, you know, put the business in shape and really fill in some of the gaps that they've got and and prepare them for what they're going to have to go through, educating them about what the process is like. Because uh, they simply think it's, you know, sign over the ownership, hand somebody else the keys, and they're off to their next phase. And that's just not how it works. So where where are you seeing them getting stuck in the process? Or maybe what's the one big thing you wish that the owners knew even before they came to you? Uh, well, that's the, the big thing. And I think 
uh, I've always felt this is kind of a universal thing, so much so that my partner Terry and I uh, trademarked the phrase and started writing a book about it. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean that um, they've never experienced it. They they generally don't have friends that have experience with it. So, you know, they kind of make up this idea of what it's like in their head, but they really have no idea what it's all about. And um, we endeavor to educate them about that process and take away some of that mystery and prepare them, particularly for the emotional side. Because at the end of the day, the you know they're they're so wrapped up in the process as they go through it that they really don't have time for the emotional side. But about two thirds to three fourths of the way through, that begins to take hold, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's really an important part of the of the consideration. Well, I read the book and probably one of the easiest and most informational reads and like it just it literally shifted my thinking significantly because I was in the process of building a business so even for those those people maybe that aren't ready to retire right now the book for me was really helpful in thinking about the business model the structure Um, and I think my biggest aha was the concept of the key person dependency and Mm -hmm. then that tied very closely to well that's my identity my identity is tied to being the one who knows the thing, does the thing, is best at the thing, right? Um, the in-house resident expert. Yes. And so the, the thought of like, I have to build this business in a way that it doesn't revolve around me um, was very helpful, you know, very even, even early on in my journey. Uh, something else somebody once told me was, you know, you haven't completed the game. It's like playing baseball. Mm-hmm. You haven't completed the game until you've gone across home plate. And so right. this, you know, actually selling your business or retiring from your business is is that kind of crossing the finish or crossing that last plate there. Um, tell me what you think has really changed in the last three to five years in this space and owners thinking, you know, given COVID and everything, do you think anything has shifted or changed in the process or in people's thinking? Well, the process hasn't really changed. The shift in thinking has definitely occurred. I mean, COVID is we're just beginning to, I think, to understand the impact of of that whole process. So the big visible change is that a lot of business owners um, are now really seriously beginning to think about how do they how do they retire? How do they step away from their business? And uh, in our industry, we've called it the silver tsunami for the last you know fifteen years mm-hmm. because most, of the businesses in the United States were founded as the soldiers came home from World War II, right? And uh, and the economy shifted from this war effort to back to an entrepreneurial effort. So all those baby boomers are now beyond what we would consider in, in the U.S., you know, 65 years of age, normal retirement age. And the the interesting dichotomy is that when business is really good, nobody wants to exit, right? <laughs> business is good. Yeah, it seems why? like all, all cylinders are firing like they're supposed to. Profits are up. Everybody's happy. Everybody's working hard. But then when things start to turn and and uh, slow down and you know inevitably hit the business cycles of, of boom and bust, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then everybody wants to sell. COVID changed that a little bit. People People went through it. Uh, the we had kind of the freeze year. I think of 2020 as kind of a freeze year. Yeah, you know everything kind of froze in play, and then 2021, a lot of a lot of business owners came out of it and said, you know, we really weren't prepared for this. As I don't think anybody in the world was prepared for it, um, but they came out of it and said, you know, this is. I think this is the last one for me. I've mm-hmm. I've kind of been through the big one here. 
you know? Yeah. And now it's time for me to really think about how do I retire and move on to the next part of my life. Yeah. So I think I think you represent sellers more often than buyers. Correct. But because you are in this business, you get to see both sides. So mm-hmm. what are you seeing from the buyer demographic? Like, are there plenty of buyers? Are they more corporations? Are they younger? Are they millennial? Like, kind of just what are you seeing kind of in the lay of the land in this, you know, small middle market kind of area? Of- well, buyers have definitely accelerated as well. So you know, the pandemic forced us all to work from home for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I am now of, of this evolving opinion, and it's, I don't think this is going to end where it is, but I'm, I'm now of the evolving opinion that people are, are not going back to the office. This work from home bent that we have, I think, is here to stay. And a lot of, a lot of people that um, were in corporate America or were in, that had good jobs and had some savings and so forth, now that they've tasted life working from home, <laughs> not going to a physical location every day, uh, the allure of doing, you know, doing that on their own has definitely got their imagination in gear. And we're seeing a lot more buyers come to the table as well. And at the same time, a lot more sellers. So 2021 was an all-time high in our, in our business. In terms uh, of number of businesses? Number of transactions. Or, oh, number of yeah, transactions, number, okay. number of transactions available and number of transactions that were executed. There's a lot more buyers in the market, and the sellers are now starting to come into the market as well. Um, with more buyers chasing fewer sellers, valuations got elevated last year, mm-hmm. and I think that that's helped to you know lure some sellers into the market as well. So it's good. a good time to be a seller. Um, it's always been difficult to find really good, durable businesses without a lot of flaws, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's, you know, for good, solid businesses, um, the demand for them now is greater than it's ever been that I've seen in the 16 years I've been doing this. Yeah. So give uh, give owners that are listening maybe a understanding what you mean by a good, solid business. So what are the key things that buyers are looking for? So we educate owners, and, and this is a key thing. Most as they, as I said before, they're the expert in their business, right? So they're the resident expert, and generally, they're they started their business because they wanted to do it better. They saw a different way to do the product. You know, hundred different reasons to to be better, if you will, mm-hmm. and provide a unique offering in the marketplace. But what they never really think about is how do you really build value in the business? Value being net worth, you know, um, money that I can take and and fund the retirement or the next phase of my life. And uh, a couple of those things, like you said, customer dependency early, a key employee dependency, dependency on suppliers, key employees, or customers. If you have a dependency in any of those areas, that's a, that's a real um, liability because if you think about it, what happens if you lose that customer, that employee, that key supplier, right? And that's the it, risk it, the buyer is taking if you don't have a strong foundation. Correct. And a, a business that otherwise doesn't have that, if you compare two businesses in the same industry, one that has that dependency and one that doesn't have that dependency, the one without that dependency will be valued significantly higher than the one that does have that dependency because of that risk. It's mm-hmm. basically the risk premium that a buyer is is adding into the deal. You know, the other thing is um, inconsistent financials. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is business owners spend a lot of time every year, typically at the end of the year, working with their accountant to minimize taxable income. You know, how do they minimize taxable income so they can pay less taxes? Uh, For whatever reason, I think the accounting world thinks that's their 
you know, that's <laughs> the contribution life. to business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you're selling a business, and you want to think about, you know, three to five years ahead of when you want to exit that business, you should be showing your best performance at that time. So if you're using complicated financial metrics to reduce the operating profits of the business so you pay less taxes, it's very hard for a buyer to dig through all that and understand that and understand you know what could really be available to them. And you're depressing the value of your business. So we tell business owners, show profits and show profit growth in the last three years of the business because you're going to give business buyers confidence that 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 business is improving and it is very profitable and that it gives them confidence to know that they can come in and, and take it to the next level. Yeah. And I think the the timing thing is an important point, right? So Critical. it's not like you just wake up and go, I'm tired of doing this. I'm going to sell my business you know, this year. Yep. Um, and it certainly isn't something you want to wait until you have a health crisis and you go, oh my gosh, now I have to sell my business. So yep. how far in advance do you recommend that people start engaging with you um, and your team? Ideally, three to five years. Yeah. Yeah. The ideal situation is three to five years. We I had a guy yesterday came in, had a meeting first time about selling his business, wanted to understand what it was all about. His goal was he wanted to sell it by the end of the year. <laughs> right. And I said, if we had the perfect buyer today sitting across the table for you, we'd be lucky if we could get it closed by the end of the year. Yeah. And yeah. I've heard a lot of the advice of, you know, oh, three to five years out. And what I've seen, and I'm part of multiple business owner networking groups, yeah. right? As then I see these business owners who they quote unquote think about it, which means I mentioned it to somebody in one of my <laughs> business owner networks. Yeah. Yeah. That is not what you're talking about. You're talking about actively engaging starting to clean things up, getting processes in place, getting your financials in order. Yep. That is that is not, I'm thinking, yeah, in seven years, maybe I'm going to retire. This is actively working on it, right? Yep. Think about this. We go in and have a physical on our bodies, you know, once a year or every other year. Business owners very rarely do that for their business. Mm -hmm. Very, very rarely. I would say probably one out of a hundred. Um, so, you know, it should begin with that process. So if you're really beginning to think about, I'd like to retire at some point in the future, now's the time, have your business evaluated, have it assessed, get it appraised, really understand what the strengths and weaknesses are in your business, because it takes time to fix those things. And sometimes you can, you know, put some fixes in place that will have a very significant impact on the amount of money you receive for the business when you convey it. Yeah. And this is also one of those those topics that's touchy because it's like, who do you tell and when do you tell? And, you know, we were talking mm -hmm. a little bit earlier about it, business ownership is lonely. Right. And yeah. so uh, I think that's one of the things that business owners struggle with is who do I get engaged in when? So what advice do you have for owners there? Uh, get in, get engaged first and foremost. If you have an attorney that you work for or your accountant, ask them, who do you know that that actually does transactions that could walk through a process in that regard and uh, get referred? It's it's interesting. We get it. Our, our business is built almost exclusively on referrals. We get a, a huge amount of referrals. And all of that comes from a successful business owner that goes through the exit and now all of a sudden is on the other side and really enjoying life. And then their other business owner friends will ask them, well, you know, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. And that's when we get referred. So it's, it's interesting, Tabitha. They're usually not talking to people about it ahead of time. They won't you know, very often we find they won't talk to their spouse about it. Mm. Uh, they won't talk to their friends about it. They won't talk to, 
you know, people in their civic clubs about it. They, they just keep it to themselves. And eventually, at some point, they'll mention it to one of their trusted advisors, an attorney or, a, or an accountant or potentially a banker. And then, you know, then it happens. The, the other thing, um, what I see as a big opportunity today is because there's so much money chasing good business deals in the form of private equity and private investment, a lot of business owners today are getting uh, letters in the mail or mm. phone calls yep. or emails oh, saying, I've, seen I've admired your business from afar. It's predatory. If you thought about selling, yes. I'd love to talk to you. And those are really just, you know, nine times out of 10, those are phishing schemes. Yep. And we see all the time people that will start down that path and then for whatever reason decide, well, hey, maybe I need an advocate on my side of the table to really help me. And we find out very often that they're significantly underselling themselves if they don't have good, you know, a good uh, team on their side to help them work through the process. Absolutely. Well, Steve, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I am sure that there's a ton more knowledge and information that we could share with owners. So if somebody is listening and just, you know, oh, I, I don't know who to talk to, I need somebody to confide in, or I just want to know where I can get your book or write anything, how can they go about getting a hold of you? Well, our firm is Innovative Business Advisors, and it's at Innovative, I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-V-E-B-A dot com. So they can go to our website. Um, they can, you know, request more information, request a consultation. We do initial consultations free of charge. They're always confidential. We're protected, kind of like that attorney-client privilege scenario. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can't we can't share any of the details of their business. And then um, our book series, You Don't Know What You Don't Know, go to you don't know what you don't know com, and you can see uh, our series of books there as well. And either of those channels will help you get connected to us. Steve is such a help first kind of guy. So I highly encourage and recommend that uh, you reach out to him. I know he is willing to be helpful. Um, that is all I have for today. This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, any parting thoughts, last words of wisdom before we go? Oh, it's a it's an honor to be with you. You know, I'm so excited to see what you're doing because I think you and I are, are kindred spirits in that regard in terms of wanting to help business owners really succeed. As I said, uh, initial consultations are free, and um, if they call us and are interested in doing an assessment of their business, if they mention your show, we'll give them a 25% discount on our assessment fee as well. So, well, boom! Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Again, thanks for being here, Steve. Thank you, Tabitha. It's been an honor. Thanks for having me. This has been Breaking Through Biz with Tabitha Shiver, and I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us to produce this podcast. Plus, Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.